With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Road End Podcast, where each week we will speak to a new guest, get to know them, and talk all things Liverpool. Hi everyone, welcome to the Road End Podcast. Today's guest has made over 570 appearances for both club and country. He scored over 100 goals so far. Welcome to the podcast, Netherlands International, Ryan Babbel. How are you doing? Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm doing well, thank you. I've followed your social media for a little while on me personal, and obviously I've started the podcast up now. I've noticed you're a very motivational person um, on the uh, business side of your accounts, your clips, regular quotes, they're the very inspiring. What's made you get into that side of things, the business side of things in life? Um, well, actually, real simple. Um, you know, uh, at one point, um, I turned uh, 25. That was for me an age where I felt like, oh, this feels like I'm over half of my career. Um, I always saw age 30 as in kind of like the end of your career. So I was like, oh my God, I have only five years. Um, so I asked myself a simple question. I was like, hey, if um, if football would have taken away from me today as a 25-year-old, um, how would I be able to provide for my family and myself? And um, yeah, you know, after, after a long thought, I, I didn't have a straight answer. Um, I did have certain wishes in terms of um, trying to maintain the lifestyle that I lived. And um, if you ask yourself what type of jobs are out there that could pay you potentially, let's say, a monthly football salary, there are really none out there. Yeah. So if you then trying to go look and uh, look further, of course, start a business. But as a football player, most of the football players have never really studied business. Most of the football players never finished school. Um, the only thing we really know is football. So it tends to be really difficult to come up with a solution that is not in your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, yeah, you know, now you have to start um, get out your comfort zone and educate yourself of things that you're not aware of. And um, that's where I basically went into the rabbit hole, trying to find something out there that was not necessarily easy, but easy to learn that would make sense for me eventually to execute that could potentially also, um, you know, where I could build my foundation with. Yeah. And at the end, um, you know, uh, send the targets that I have set myself to. And um, yeah, long story short, um, I end up uh, reaching, uh, reading Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And that was for me the moment the, that, um, that was for me the aha moment, knowing that, you know, uh, investing in real estate could be, let's say, the easiest answer. Um, of course, at the end of the day, you, you have to then, to be a real good real estate investor, uh, it takes some knowledge and education to understand what is a good real estate invest, uh, invest, uh, invest investment. 
because the, the facts are that not all real estate is created equal. So you can lose money with real estate if you buy the wrong real estate. So um, that's where, of course, the education uh, comes in. So, um, yeah, basically, that's, uh, you know, the journey that I took. At one point, when I realized what real estate potentially, um, you know, had to offer, of course, passive income, uh, a solid foundation of not have not having to stress if football would have taken away from me. I realized I wanted to share this knowledge uh, with my colleagues that I knew who weren't really aware of the diff the different ways of real estate investing. So um, yeah, that's where my motivation came about. I started the business page uh, initially to inspire uh, football players, um, and 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 uh, yeah, you know, right now um, it's uh, it's fun to do. Um, I've been doing it for a while and uh, yeah, I keep uh, continue doing it. So the real estate that you invest in, obviously we won't go into too much detail, but is that in Holland or is that pretty much anywhere? It's uh, it's mostly in Holland, uh, Amsterdam. I've also invested some real estate in, in America, in Miami, but I, I keep myself educated. I know the UK also has, um, you know, great opportunities, great projects, um, you know, uh, obviously London, but even Liverpool, you know, mm -hmm. um, knowing from my time there, knowing more or less the different neighborhoods, I know there's great opportunity there to to invest. And um, so, you know, I do have, uh, you know, uh, dreams and, and, and wishes to one day to see if, if, if that could be potentially something for me to look into. Um, but yeah, right now, you know, step by step, I keep it mostly in Amsterdam. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's talk about your football career. I've been reading through some of the honours that you've won, and it's not bad, is it? Right. <laughs> Eredivisie twice, the KMV Cup twice, Johan Cruyff Shield twice, right. Turkish Super League, Turkish Super Cup, and individually the Ajax Talent of the Year, the Marco van Basten Award. That right. must have been a real privilege. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. It's um, at, uh, at the moment I didn't realise, you know, um, but... A few years after, I realized, you know, also who won, you know, um, those those trophies. And uh, yes, of course, it's it's an honor. So you're currently playing in Turkey. Um, yes, I'm not quite sure how, how to announce the team's name, if you can do that. <laughs> uh, you would pronounce it as Eupspor. Eupspor, yeah. okay. And yeah. They're, yeah. they're located in Istanbul? In Istanbul, yeah. And how's life yeah. in Istanbul? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been here now for quite a while. It's my fourth team in Istanbul, to be honest. Um, yeah, you know, uh, at one point, even though I feel great, I do realize uh, age uh, comes into play where teams, you know, don't really necessarily find you interesting enough. And obviously they choose you for younger players, which I understand. Um, I've been a young player once and, and I could feel, of course, the desire from teams more uh, compared to the older teammates that I had in that time. So I know how it works. Um, but um, yeah, you know, this team... Uh, was the only team uh, after I, um, you know, became a free agent uh, after three years of Galatasaray that was able to offer me a two years contract, which my wish was. Um, I was able to go abroad and different territories, but they all offered me one year and uh, I wanted to at least have two years to still, you know, settle and, and, and really feel part of a, of, a, of a team and not be temporary only there for a year. Um, so the good thing about this is not having to move, you know, my family's still here, uh, not really have to adapt to a different type of culture. Mm -hmm. um, 
and that's why I chose uh, to play for this team. They're in the second league. Uh, they have the aspirations to go up. Uh, currently, we are first with uh, two points difference with number two. Uh, we're doing pretty well. We have a good team. They've invested a lot in this project. Um, the president has a good vision. And um, yeah, for me, a different challenge, you know, to help um, a team uh, promote. And um, yeah, that's a different type of, uh, you know, challenge compared to, you know, the teams that I've played for in the past. Yeah, so you've been at many big clubs. Would you say that the experience you have from the clubs that you've been at is helping this new project? Absolutely, absolutely. And and of course, uh, experience and overall uh, me being in the game for quite a while now, uh, understanding how the game have to be played. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I try to have my 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 addition to to the team and the group of players that we have. Um, they give me the responsibility. Um, they made me the first captain. So uh, an honor, of course, to be a captain anywhere. It doesn't matter where you play. Um, it's a privilege to to be, um, you know, leading the team on the pitch. And um, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I I know what my duties are and uh, it's, a, it's a great challenge. Perfect. So how's fitness? Yeah, fitness is good. I, I actually just came back from a, a small knee injury. I was lucky to not uh, do my ligament. Uh, in the first match of the league, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I was out for like six, seven weeks. I had a, a grade two in uh, on the inside of my knee, so it, it took me out for a little bit. Um, but I'm back now. I've uh, played uh, now the second game uh, since being back. Uh, we played uh, yesterday. Uh, sorry, two days ago we won four zero at home, so that was a good uh, good game uh, from our side. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, for my age, uh, you would be surprised. I would still uh, have the runs uh, you know, you would expect uh, as a as a winger. <laughs> yeah, well, you've always had a bit of pace. So how, how's the pace now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to work a little bit harder for the pace, but I mean, I cannot complain. I'm I still feel pretty confident. I still have, um, you know, the confidence to 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 you know smack the ball yeah. behind a fullback and 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 take on the run. Um, you know, if if I, uh, what you often see with players who were known for being fast, if they feel like they cannot really do it, they they change their game a little bit. And mm-hmm. I definitely have changed my game, but I still have that weapon. You know, and uh, there where I maybe used to do it ten times, you know, being being t- uh, twenty years old, now I do it maybe four or five times, but yeah. then the right way. So um, yeah, you know you become smarter as as you grow older (laughs) yeah hopefully we all do right (laughs) so you've scored massively important goals over the time i look back as far as your winning goal against psv for ajax Mm. 18 years of age massive derby massive game in holland how was that yeah you know it's it's, you can compare those games you know with uh, with uh, the the liverpool manchester united the liverpool everton's you know uh, the, the ajax feyenoords and and other derbies in, in, of course, you know, other leagues. And if you are able to score, you know, uh, the winning goal, it's, 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 yeah, it's an indescribable moment uh, for any player, you know, they would tell you. And yeah, you know, what can I say? It's, uh, yeah, a, a great feeling, obviously. I've, yeah. I've got some other <laughs> winning goals. Right. Probably one of them is going to be, of course, my favorite. But um, yeah. the goal you scored against Arsenal when you brushed Seska side. Right, right, I remember that. I was behind that. Yeah, how old were you then? Yeah, two thousand eight. Yeah, so Eight. seventeen. 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 Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I sat in the stand behind the Upland okay. Road, and I can okay, remember well. you, you through thinking, yeah. you've got to make it, you've got to make yeah. it. And then yeah. you buried it, and the ground yeah. went mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you I was calm. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know what? I um, I realized when I was um, 19, 20, 21, I, I would always put a lot of thought in, like, okay, if I score today, how would I celebrate? And I had a, this whole plan idea of if I would score today, I would do, uh, you know, celebrate a certain way. But for some reason, I, I didn't do it. And, and <laughs> you, you saw me think. I was thinking, and I was like, what, what should I do? And I don't know. I was so calm. Yeah. I seen you. Yeah, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Yeah, you run over to the corner flag by the cop uh, and clapped. And I was thinking, yeah, you've just yeah. put us through to the semi-final, right. the Champions right. League. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I remember. I remember it very well. <laughs> Brilliant. So the United winner, 77th minute. I think yeah. you came off the bench that game. Was that came right? off the bench, yes. yes. Um, I'm not sure how you say it. We say kite, dear kite. How would dear you say kite. that? Well, in Holland, we say kite. And, and, and it's funny because kite is also calf in Dutch. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you would say in, in Dutch, you would say Derek calf. <laughs> right? If you're really translate into English, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, you would say kite. So, yeah. so he squares the ball to you. Yeah. And I can only imagine one thing's going through your mind. Yeah. Describe that yeah. feeling when that ball hits the net. Beforehand, it's, it's Edwin van der Sar. So you, you have to be precise with the finishing. Yeah. It's going to be sloppy. And I remember um, receiving the ball and, 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 and it was not a straight ball over the, over the field. It came with a bounce a little bit. Yeah. And that made me anxious for a slight moment because if you are not concentrated well, you know often that players can smack it and it goes yeah. wide open. So I, I remember for a split second um, to try and smack the ball back towards the field so that it would stay low. Yeah. And, and if you can recall, the ball actually bounced back and it went Bounced up, up. Yeah. in the net. So um, I was lucky to yeah hit it that way. And, and of course, you know, beating... A goalkeeper like Van der Sar and obviously, you know, Dutchman. Um, yes, will definitely, you know, take it with my memories. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Because yeah. you had a um, you had a little thing for Man United and Howard Webb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you uh, Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh. How do you look back at that? Well, uh, you know, we loved it. Yeah, you know, it's 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 one of those moments you 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 had no idea what uh the the effect would have been afterwards and and still until this day you know um I, apparently i'm still in the books of the very first player yeah being fined for social media purposes uh, in the premier league and yeah you know I, I the game itself i felt uh you know the the referee uh, did us wrong and um he had a lot of influence in us losing that game and Everyone was upset and I was a very active Twitter user at that time and I would sometimes express my feelings and, you know, there was a, a lot of um, misunderstanding because people thought that I photoshopped the photo myself, but no, you I didn't do that. Yeah, it, it was already someone, I saw it um, floating online and obviously a Liverpool fan made it and I just simply copy and paste it and, and, and instead of retweeting it, I posted it as a new tweet, right? Mm. So it's yours, uh, in fact. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, yeah, you know, straight away the, the tweet went viral. And yeah, crazy. You know, uh, 
Uh, I remember um, the the attorney from Liverpool who told me that the, the FA had reached out and said that I should be punished. Hmm. And um, they had no idea what the punishment was yes, yet. So a week later, I had to now drive to London with the attorney from Liverpool and uh, go into... Um, yeah, I think it's the building of the FA. It seemed like a, a courthouse almost. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I had to go in, into these... I had to sit in a, in, a, in a space and then they would came from the back doors, same like a court, and then you had four men sitting at the table and I had to sit across them mm. like I was guilty, you know, and I had to sit there and then they would tell me. It was a very short, short uh, um, meeting, uh, uh, you know, uh, and they would say like, yeah, you know, uh, we had to discuss very hard and long because it never happened before. And, you know, there are no rules officially and, you know, uh, after long discussions with everyone in the in the in the committee, uh, we decided to find you and make an example out of you. Because it's no good look if players start using social media mm. to criticize referees and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I was like, and then they were like, you you'll be fined also ten thousand pounds. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, like, okay, <laughs> what can I say? You know, so um, it was it was definitely an experience and and obviously a lesson and. Um, yeah, you know, everyone was new to social media and even also players, you know. Uh, um, but it's funny because now if you actually sign for teams, they actually have rules and contracts now. Like oh, do they? Yeah, and everywhere. If you if you um, if you uh, embarrass the club or if you put something that could you know harm the yeah. club, you can get fined. And there are all these like clauses and stuff that you have to now stick to and. You didn't have that uh, in that time. No, yeah. I mean it was like you said, it was relatively new, wasn't it? Yeah, the social media it was. thing. It um, was, yeah. I'd say ninety-nine point nine percent Liverpool fans would have agreed anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Webb was a Man United fan, and that's the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, I didn't really want to poke too much about it, but Benitez, um, hmm. obviously for us as Liverpool supporters, massive hero, um, yeah. done the unthinkable with yeah. what people would say was a half decent side. Yeah. Your relationship with Rafa, it, it seemed I don't I can't really put into words. Like yeah. we all thought you should have been starting games. There's no right. question about that. Me right. especially because I was a massive fan growing up. Right. We were quite rigid. We were quite slow. Um but you added the legs and the pace. So right. why do you think you never started more games under Rafa? You know, I I have uh, of course over the years I've I've uh, done and, and spoke a lot about uh, Benitez. Um, yeah. And I've always shared my honest opinion. Um, you know, if if people would ask me, like, um, let's say, just an open question, like, who are the managers that you don't like? I've worked with a lot of managers that I didn't like or felt like hmm, they were maybe not good or, or didn't do justice to the team or myself. But a question like that, for me, Benitez would always come number one or is the first name that pops up only for, uh, and, and again, I, um, I want to make sure that, of course, I, I give him the respect that he deserves as yeah. the coach that he is. Um, he was very good tactically. Um, he was a good coach overall to make sure that we were able to win games. And like you said, uh, he did the unthinkable. You know, he was able to manage 
at that time a team and you know win the Champions League and if I recall I think they didn't do so well in the league that season no if I remember so you know it's an achievement so if I if you now see the the current managers the modern managers like Klopp and then even you know a lot of other managers um, how they are able to you know they 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 are called managers right yeah and. I feel like it's a it's a it's 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 a piece of art if you are able to manage players when they are not feeling in their best self, right? When they need confidence, when they need a little bit a hand on the shoulder. Yeah, especially young players. And um, I always say, and it's the easiest example to make is like we are not all born Lionel Messi's who yeah. are seventeen, eighteen, and straight away world class. You know. There are talented players who sometimes need a few years before they actually uh, have fulfilled their potential. And I feel like it's also partly a manager's responsibility, especially if you say that you have faith and, and, and believe in a player, then I feel like it's a manager's responsibility to help the player prosper. You know, so um, I felt pretty alone from day one when I joined Liverpool um, and Bear in mind, I was 20 years old. Mm -hmm. It was the first time me uh, living by myself. I came from my parents' home um, in a different country. Yeah. Um, so there were a lot of challenges for me that I had to deal with at the same time. But at the same time also, I had a price tag, obviously, as a young player and the expectations. Like, I wasn't naive. I understood, like, hey, there's something expected from me. They Liverpool played, you know... Um, good price for me. So mm -hmm. it was the pressure from that side and at the same time trying to manage everything. And and, um, and I didn't really feel the help, right? Nice. Now, mentally, I was strong enough to hold myself and, and try to adapt and learn. But I felt like, you know, there were a lot of moments where I felt like he could have pushed me in the right direction. He didn't give me enough information to understand what is required for me to play in a team from Rafa Benitez. And what I remembered, he was um, he he required uh, defensive work more than really attacking football. So yeah. he would really judge you based on how good of defensive help are you to my team. Because if you aren't, you're not a starter. And I had. I was not really good at really, let's say, following my man or tracking back because in Ajax, I didn't need to so much. Mm -hmm. You know, in Ajax, they would tell you, hey, we need you up front. We have a left midfield play. We have the left fullback. Your defensive work is until halfway line. And when we have the ball, we play to you and do your magic up front. So yeah. I came from that mentality into a 4-4-2 as a winger midfield player. Now you have to do more defensive work, right? So... He would, his main reason in the beginning was not playing me for that. His words were like, I can trust you, the team can trust you. Okay, you know, that's a, that's a statement. So, mm -hmm. what can I do in order so that you are able to trust me again? Right. And then he was like, Yeah, you know, you need to help defense. You have, you have you need to do this. You're your fullback. You need to help your fullback. You need to be. He gave me all those things that I didn't do. And I was like, Okay. So I was now focusing on that. I yeah. was really in training. I was coming back. I was tackling. But now I wasted all my energy in defensive work 
and I had no energy in showing and training what my qualities were. So I was still not getting a chance and was still not playing. And then I was the type of player if I felt uh, if I felt uncertainty, I would knock on his door, go in his office, I would ask because in Holland day it's okay to do. In, yeah. in in Premier League, it's not depending the coach. They're not always like they're not always appreciate if you go into a manager's office and. Benitez at that time was a type of manager who didn't really appreciate a player coming constantly in his office asking, why am I not playing or what's going on? And I went in his office again. I was like, hey, you know, I've been working for the past few weeks really on defensive work. I noticed players were more pleased with me. I got this compliment from Carragher. I got this compliment from Stevie G. All these guys were complimenting me for my effort, but I didn't felt it, the reward back from the coach. So I went... And then and I was like, hey, what's going on? Why do I not now get more minutes? And then he was like, yeah, you know, um, you're not delivering up front. And, uh, you know, you're not. So it was like a ping pong thing. And obviously at that moment, football intelligence was also playing a lot yeah. for myself as a young player, as a 21-year-old. Because if you would, let's say, with the experience that I have now and the knowledge and understanding how you can intelligently play both sides of that game, I could easily do it because I've learned it afterwards, right? Yeah. But me at that moment, not really understanding and struggling a lot, the system of 4-4-2, using a lot of energy tracking back and then didn't have an, uh, good legs enough to to now also be dominant up front because at the end, we they are still expecting me to score goals and yeah. deliver assists. That was my struggle at that time. And I had a hard time, you know, like it, it wasn't, it was not like in Holland, you had the assistant coaches work with you extra, talking with you extra, individual training, you know, and, and that wasn't there for the players who weren't playing a lot. If we wanted to stay outside to maybe do extra finishing, it wasn't allowed. They were like, no, 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 inside. We don't want to risk injuries. So we were doing group, group training sessions, mostly tactic. You would not be match fit because you wouldn't play a lot of games, but you were also not able to train extra because they wouldn't risk injury. So it was very difficult for me. And then when I finally had to come in or when I finally started a game, I, I had, didn't have the lungs anymore because I didn't yeah. play regularly. And the Premier League is very tough. So whew, it was very difficult to really take my chance when I maybe, when he gave me a chance, for example, you know, um, and yeah, it was, I had to admit, it was not easy. It was very difficult. Um, I was fighting a lot of challenges. Um, and, and at the end of the day, um, I do agree with a lot of opinions from Liverpool fans, you know, that, that I wasn't able to really 100% fulfill my potential. And I feel kind of disappointed about it um, because, yes, did, did I have the talent? I would agree. But... I would also say that I felt like I didn't have the proper guidance. And I yeah. think with the manager who was able to get it out of me, I think I could have maybe had a much better Liverpool career. Yeah, um, me too, to be honest with you. And I'm, I'm no football expert, but I'm a right. Liverpool fan. And watching you out on the pitch, it got us off our, you know, uh, right. the edge of our seat. Um, and we didn't have much of that. Because we, like right. I said, we were a rigid side, and we sort of hit teams on the break type of thing. Yeah. But then, yeah. if like you're saying, if your legs aren't there because you're not getting the minutes and you practice yeah. more, getting back than going forwards, it does yeah. seem as though your talent could have been exploited a little bit better than that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But I guess it's one of them. But like I said to you, I, 
I've got fond memories of you. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's at the end, you know, I had um I had a lot of good memories too, you know, and and um I um I'm very I'm very grateful because I only really realized what in for what type of club I've played as soon as I left. Yeah. And if I really realized where I was, I wouldn't gave up so quickly. Mm. One of the reasons that I left was because I was still one of the regulars in the national team still at that time, even though being young, I was always in the squad. Maybe not always a starter, but also I was part of the team. And at that time, the coach said, like, Ryan, look, you know, your, your credits start drying up. You need to play more, otherwise I have to drop you. So I was now finding, trying to find a desperate move to make sure that I would play regularly just to maintain national team. If yeah, I could do that over, I would have never done that. Oh, you know, really? I would, yeah, I would have just stayed at Liverpool. I wouldn't mind being dropped for a while because I know if I would be able to maybe uh, retrieve my career. Because at that moment when I left, you had Kenny Douglas coming in. Yeah. And before he left, he really told me like, look, I understand you've been disappointed so much, um, but it's your decision. But if you are at the end, if you end up staying, we're going to work with you. But at that moment, my head was like here because we had Roy Hudson, who was, when he came in, he was promising me also a lot of play time. And at the end, he didn't end up playing me. So at that moment, I didn't believe nothing anymore. What was said to me, and I just like, I need to leave. I need to leave. I need to leave because national team is, is now at, uh, you know, at risk. And so that was one of my regrets afterwards that yeah. if I could do that over, I would have not left Liverpool. But in, on the other side of things, you've gone from Benitez, who's defensive, rigid, to Hodgson, defensive, rigid. It can't have been an exciting time to be an explosive striker like he was. Right, right. No, for sure, for sure. And, um, you know, as we all experience, because, you know, I maintained a Liverpool fan yeah. still until this day, and I followed the team very closely. You know, it was, it was, you know, Liverpool was in a transition to rebuild, you know, as obviously Torres had led the team, left the team. A lot of players from my time had left the team. You know, Sabi Alonso went to Madrid, Arbeloa left not so long after. I think Pepe Reina was not yeah. first keeper anymore. So, um, yeah, you know, it was also not really easy for Kenny Douglas to, to of course, be successful straight away. Um uh, and of course, you know, we can debate with the signings that came after um, whether they were, you know, the right Liverpool players. But yeah, you know, Liverpool went through a few years of trying to figure out where they wanted to go. And um, that's football sometimes, you know, teams go through that. And you see that now with Manchester United already for a long time. You know, they've been at the top for at night time. They've been there constantly, you know, with the, with the Ronaldos and the Rooneys and now they go into a time where they have to find the right pieces again. It's, it's football sometimes. And do you think, obviously, you've seen the form that we're in at the moment. It's not the best. I think it will get there. But in yeah. terms of Virgil, how do you find his form? And do you see him 10 this round? Because he's the best centre-half yeah. in the world. So it's going to happen. Yeah, of course, of course. Look, we don't have to question Virgil's qualities, you know. And and um, he's still, of course, you know, an, an, an exceptional defender. Uh, football sometimes, I mean, football remains a team sport. And if your other colleagues also are not able to, let's say, reach the level, it can influence your own game. So, yeah. right. Um, it's clear that the Liverpool team overall now struggles a bit. Um, I do still believe they can turn around, whether it's 
on time to still compete for the championship. That's a question mark. But um, I do still believe that they are able and have the experience enough to find confidence back. If you realize they, it's a team that has been together for quite some time, you know, maybe one, two players that came in and went out. Um, so, you know, other teams are not stupid. They're adapting. They kind of like know how Liverpool plays and how yeah. to defend them. So, you know, they have to try and, and, and rebrand, you know, after a few good years, they have to try to rebrand. And, and, and yeah, sometimes it's it's maybe by... by signing different players sometimes it's maybe by by putting different players in the starting 11 um at the end jurgen club would probably have better answers and, and know how to do that and and we as fans you know we we have to you know keep supporting them and i guess you know even though i know and understand probably a lot of liverpool supporters are frustrated which is understandable but liverpool is always known for being this great you know supporters team so you know they have to to the team and, and things will get definitely get better. But just while we're on that subject, the same when Ginny left, um, he mentioned that he had quite a little bit of stick on social media about contracts, yeah. things and that. Yeah. But I think if I had a message for any Liverpool player who uses social media, it's don't believe social media because the Liverpool yeah. fans who put the bums on the seats and put the money mm-hmm. into the club, they're the ones who opinions who mean on and matter most. He put a yeah, bad name for uh, us, to be honest. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those things, you know, social media made made you know it's it's very accessible now of course you yeah. know to closer to players which which we didn't had back in the days and um people sometimes forget you know football players are also human beings exactly. you know, we have, yeah you know, we have feelings we have emotions you know we, we we like just us earning great wages doesn't make us emotional less mm-hmm. or robots and um and 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 this is one of those things you know i i've obviously been on the other side and and sometimes i see what people say like you know it's it's like uh what has been said to lebron once you like shut up and just dribble like you know people feel entitled to that type of approach to football players and i've been always a a, a player who who have been responsive for you know came up for myself if i felt i needed to was not always the smartest thing to do because it got me also in trouble later on with in different uh areas of my career where i have had you know a, a, a kind of like thing with fans online yeah and, and then you know people would then always use like oh but you're a professional player so you should stay above it and you should be a professional and listen we are human beings yeah also we make mistakes we have emotions and um yeah it's very tricky it's very tricky i, I understand fans also um but um i would love to see that hopefully get more hand in hand you know to, yeah, I, I feel like uh, you can achieve way more if, if even in difficult times, you, you you try and stay positive. You know, Ryan, I won't keep you any longer. But what I'd like to say is thanks for getting back to me, getting back in touch, and really helping me with the pod. Um, of it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Barely enjoyed watching you for Liverpool Netherlands. Not so yeah. much when you moved on because you were in a red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, no. It's um all jokes. Um, but thank yeah, you. thanks very much. And I wish you the best of luck with your team. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Good luck with the uh, podcast. And uh, I will keep following you. Thank you. Speak yes. soon. All right, Liv. Bye. Thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to follow our social media, twitter.com slash the road end pod, and also our Instagram page, instagram.com forward slash the road end pod.